Hello, my friends. Katie Day with the Movie to Texas team. Today, I am excited to welcome a neighbor of mine to the north, um, a friend that is a great real estate agent and brokerage owner um, here in the greater Texas area. I almost said greater Houston area, greater Texas area. Um, she is well known in the industry for her marketing, for just really being an all around badass. So I am very excited to welcome our guest this week, Lily Moore. What's going on? Thank you, Katie. Thank you for that introduction. It's it's really my pleasure. I was actually looking forward for the invite. I have watched your podcast before and I was like, one day she's going to reach out to me. So thank you. Uh, it's a privilege to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining. So um, for those that may not know you, Lily, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, so Lily Moore, guys, uh, if you haven't noticed, I have a very light accent. I'm from El Salvador. I moved here when I was 20 years old. Um, I tell this story very quickly. I was pregnant. I didn't know anybody. I didn't speak English. I just moved here trying to look and create a better life for myself and for my future children. Uh, moved here. Again, didn't know anything. I started real estate 2011. I got my real estate license, kind of like a part-time gig, like a lot of people. Didn't really do anything. Uh, I don't even know, you know, what, what they allow me to do a part-time, right? Yeah. Uh, first year, I just sold one house. And then within the next year, uh, I started increase a little bit in production. I didn't know better. So I thought like 10 houses, part-time, okay, that's not too bad. Or maybe that is bad. I don't know. And uh, finally, 2016, I went uh, full speed in July 2016. I went full-time. And by 2017, I was the number one agent at the one of the Keller Williams offices uh, here in the Dallas forward area, over 650 agents. I was the number one agent within the office. By 2018, I decided to open my own brokerage, uh, Lillymore Realty, now uh, very well known in the Dallas forward area. Well, and so um, just for a little bit of clarification, you know, when did you start the team? What was that? So we started the brokerage as an independent brokerage, uh, but really quick, we realized there is a reason why it's called broker. Because yeah, it wasn't working out well. Yeah. Uh, by 2019, we started the team concept. Okay. So you take so a team brokerage. So just to just to make sure I understand, so you started the brokerage first, and like you were your own broker, and it's kind of like you, and then you realized you needed more transactions and people and income and all the things. Right? Yeah, we have a few. You know, we have a few people who joined the brokerage as independent agents, and they still are independent agents, but yeah. we weren't a team at the time. Uh, like I say, very quickly we realized that was not the way to go. And we switched to the team concept. Well, and congratulations on pivoting because I feel like a lot of people are like, no, this is a decision I've made. I need to like stick to it and try to, you know, make it work. And yeah, no, so great job there. We have to adapt and yeah, see what, what's going to work. And so where does the team stand today? How many agents? Today I have 26 agents in the team. We have four admins. We have a marketing person. My husband, he is not a real estate agent, but he does run the team as the president of the company, which is basically, we call it the brain behind the brand. Uh, you always need an operator, somebody yeah. who's going to actually hold the, the whole business together. I'm more like the artist. I like to go and meet with people and sell yeah. real estate. I'm still very actively selling and working with sellers and buyers. So the team, uh, as of last year, we sold $110 million in real estate over 200 transactions. Uh, this year, we are targeting or on the way to close 200 millions. 
That is awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. So there's a few things that I want to unpack from what you just said, but I guess the first would be, um, have you and your, your husband always worked together since you, since you kind of started the brokerage or when did, when did y'all kind of decide to start working together? So we started uh, back in 2017. Like I said, I was really busy. I closed that year without an assistant, without a team. I closed 77 deals on my own, uh, being the number one agent, but I was just running like a chicken with no head. It was never ending, never stopping. So I did tell him, I said, look, I need some help. I need somebody. I didn't tell him (laughs) that I needed him. I said, I need somebody who can help me run the business because there is so many deals I'm, I'm, I'm actually not able to to do it because I don't yeah. have that that assistant, right? So at that point, he was working as an executive with a large company in downtown Dallas. And he saw what I was doing and, you know, how I was working in the last few years. He decided to basically retire from that company and help me start the brokerage. So we started working together in 2018. And we still marry, by the way, but it hasn't been easy yeah. working with your spouse. It's It's tough. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, so how do you balance that, right? I mean, obviously you guys have different roles, which I think is important. And that's something that took, you know, Ryan, you know, my husband and I a while to figure out of like, you know, these are our lanes and we need to stay in them. Um, so I guess what, like, how do you balance it other than just kind of the roles? What What do you guys do? That's that's exactly what it is. She kind of like at the beginning, it's like, you know, he used to tell me what to do, right? And I was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're not a real door. And, you know, he's like doing the business. And I was like, so we learn within time to stay in our lanes. He does all the operations and business side. I do the real estate. I'm the broker. You know, I talk yeah. to the agents. I talk to people. As there is, like you say, there is that line. Like you, we try not to cross because if we do, then it can become challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that must've been, that must've you been, know that. no, I, I, I know completely. And that's, you know, we, we now have slightly more, um, identified roles and responsibilities. And like, you know, as we continue on, we keep making them more and more defined and clear and, and things like that, because it's like the assumption that someone else is going to get something done always seems to be with that when we start fighting. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. yep, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you there. You so, probably um, bring you some memories. I know. I'm I, like, yeah, oh. I'm like you're basically telling me telling me things things that I remember very vividly. So, <laughs> 26 agents, four admin, marketing person. You know, your husband. You know, kind of running the operations side of things. So, like, what? How have you grown so quickly? Because I mean, you haven't had your brokerage for very long, right? I mean, it's it it may feel like forever, but you know, it's still a, a pretty young brokerage, right? So, so what have you done as far as growing the team? So growing the team is basically, you know, we didn't actively recruit at the beginning. Uh, Now we are. But initially, when we started in 2018, 2019, it was really more like putting myself out there on social media. I do always tell people like, you know, social media, it's this to me is the biggest contributor to what I have grown in the past as a real estate agent in the last 10 years, you know, listening to Tom Ferris and 2012, 2013, talking about video, video, video. So I started doing a lot of video. So that started helping me become successful and for people to recognize me in the metropolitan area. I started getting a lot of referrals. We didn't recruit necessarily the agents, but the agents were attracted to what we were doing because it was something different. It was more like kind of like, you know, video is our 
moderately and to present uh, listings and to talk to people and deliver messages. So a lot of agents, they just basically start coming to us from another companies, uh, some of them from a previous brokerage because they saw what I was doing. Yeah. And after that, uh, basically, you do need to have somebody on the operation side because I promise you, if I was just an agent trying to get into business and start my team, my production was going to completely slow down. I had no idea what I was doing, how to run the team with the system processes and everything else. So I think part of the success is having somebody on the side who can help you and provide all those behind the scenes that nobody sees, but it's important as a brokerage and as a team to make sure everybody's accountable. Uh, With that being said, like I said, we didn't necessarily recruit agents before. Now we just starting to do that because we are growing and we're getting more leads that we can what we can handle. Yeah. So we are actively looking for new agents. Nice. So outside of social, what are some like places you feel have been successful so far? I did uh, social media. Uh, I can tell you, I did a lot of geo farming that went for you know the place I, I choose to start the geo farming was ten years ago. And I went from selling one house to now selling 50 to 60 houses a year in that, just that neighborhood. Yeah. And from there, the people in the neighborhood, they know me so well. They, they have sent me so many referrals all over yeah. Dallas forward. Uh, and that's when you start, you know, growing the business with the referrals from your past clients, from your farming area. Farming area to me is one of the biggest thing. If any agent asks me today, hey, what, what should I do to try choose a farming area and and work with them. And it takes years, but it's going to pay off eventually. Well, and so when a lot of people hear farm today, mm-hmm. they think they're just going to like send out a bunch of mailers. So what, like, I mean, we don't need to go into like, you know, detail, detail, but like, what are some of the other things? Like, I, I'm sure you're doing mailers. What else yeah. do you do in a farm? So what is, uh, as of right now, I'm so busy. And, and sometimes, you know, that's a mistake because I used to do more things back yeah. then, like with my time, because I didn't have enough clients. I use my time wisely to connect with people in the community, uh, either, you know, helping people, bringing them comparable sales to dispute the taxes whenever that wasn't knowing today's market. But that was many years ago what I will offer, you know, to get the the latest sales so they could dispute taxes. If anybody in the community needed some, you know, donations for sponsorship for a kid's uh, basketball team, the kid's baseball team, the police department need help with fundraiser like food drives and things like that. I was always donating my time and I was trying to be very cautious. Again, using my time in a way to serve others and people start noticing that like, okay, yeah. she's she's not trying just to sell me something. She's trying to actually be authentic and be of service to others. So that's that was a, the biggest impact, I think. Because if people feel like you're just trying and, you know, to sell something and you're just out there like, you know, like I sell houses instead yeah. of like, hey, how can I help you? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. No, being able to, to be of service before you kind of look for that, you know, Absolutely. look for what's in it for you is always, always beneficial for sure. Um, You know, do you, I, I know one thing, and we we're talking about this a little bit, is that, you know, you've you've continued to kind of increase your price point more so than just the regular appreciation. I know you've moved into a lot of the luxury market there in the DFW area. Yes. Like, would is that from your farm or is that separate from your farm? Like, what have you attributed being able to increase your price point? That was that was very different from my farm. Uh, that has to do some of the success, success with social media. 
Okay. And it's kind of like the reflection of what you're doing in social media. People look at you, people, uh, just by putting yourself out in videos. My first uh, luxury listing I got was 1.5, which in, here in North Texas, that's, that's big money. If you're watching yeah. this in California, it's like, what yeah, is that's, it a, that's a shock out there. Right, <laughs> 1.5, it was actually somebody I didn't even know in person. She was following me on Facebook and she's like, hey, you know, I gave my friend your number because I see your videos and I think if anybody can tell the house, it's you. Yeah. Uh, so I interviewed with this couple and I was so afraid to go and talk to a million dollar buyer and uh, seller and talking to my coach, David, kudos to him. He kind of like, huh? it's like, what do you, what do you mean? He, and he got into the details why it wasn't as different as I thought it was because I was afraid. I was yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm selling like my price point is about 500,000, 600,000. That's the max I have sold. And now I jumped to 1.5 million. Uh, I didn't feel I was ready. He told me, you know, things I needed to do. The mentality of knowing and seeing this is people as you and I. This yeah. is people with the same needs, the yeah. same expect. The expectation may be a little higher because you're dealing with a higher price point. I did started uh, taking some lessons on different kind of like buildings or houses types, uh, construction material, even on what the, you know, brands like. And, and I'm talking about appliances brand. Like I didn't yeah. even know what a Viking stuff was, you know. And, and if you walk into somebody's luxury home and they have a $5,000, $6,000 stuff, and you don't say nothing about it. Sometimes it's ridiculous price of like 20000 for stuff. And you, you yeah. don't compliment or you, you don't mention that or you just kind of like don't know what that is. It, it's yeah. kind of like hard to talk that language. Yeah. So I, I just started uh, slowly, you know, with one house. And then I started advertising advertising on social media whenever i got the first listing yeah i start advertising to get more sellers because a yeah. lot of agents make the mistake when they do the advertise on social media it's basically i try to attract just buyers uh-huh and you know you have to list to last so i was just always trying to create some marketing to bring more sellers in about that same price point no, that's so smart. And the the appliances, I think, is like, that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about. And I remember we moved into our house in 2020, uh, a couple of years ago. And when we were picking out our appliances, we were looking at like some of the Viking and, you know, different stoves. And, and like, I really liked them. But I was like, man, this is like, twice the amount of like the cooktop that we're also looking at. And, you know, the appliance guy is basically like, unless you just want someone that comes in and everyone that comes in goes, Ooh, that's a nice stove. Like he's like, this one's actually better and it's cheaper. So just buy it. You know? And I was like, ah, you know what? Like I, I don't actually care. I don't need, you know, the Viking or the, you know, whatever, like we'll just go with the cheaper one. But like, it is something that when you walk into a home, like yeah. for a lot of those appliances or features, like they expect you to point that out to be like, oh, this is a nice blah, 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 whatever. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's a this smart is flooring, car, whatever it is. Yeah they, yeah. they expect you to know some of some of that branding. Yeah. No, that's that's a super smart move on your part to to try to get as much information, you know. Um yeah, kudos to you on that. I, I like Thanks. that. I like that a lot. Um any other any other tips as far as working with with luxury sellers that you know you no, and, and you know, at the beginning, and I remember talking to David that I told him, I said, I don't even have a luxury car. You know, I'm going to go, how I'm going to go to this appointment. Hey, 
just be there on time. <laughs> you know, be there on time, even if you drive in whatever brand of car you drive in, make sure the car is clean. Because yep. people are going to take a peek through the window sometimes. Oh, yeah. just, you know, are you on time? Are you struggling just to run out of the car? And are you late? You can, yeah. for any appointment, not just luxury, don't be late. Yeah. People's most important asset it's time, especially yeah. people who makes a lot of money. Their time, it's money. And if you're five minutes late, you already, it's probably going to just crash you because they like people to be prepared, to be on yeah. time. Pull comes, talk about, you know, if you don't know the neighborhood specifically, maybe you want to pull some comps and get some information for the last year or so, you know, what's happening in the community, what's nearby. Uh, but especially luxury, what amenities are nearby? Is it a golf course? Is it, you know, do you know what's the membership? Because you start talking to them about these things. And if you don't know nothing, they're going to be like, okay, you don't talk the talk. So you, yeah, they're going to need somebody who's, and don't be afraid because we see a lot of agents, you know, they've been in the business for a long time, luxury agents. And yes, but they started somewhere. They didn't start, you know, selling a bunch of houses. We're all going to get there at one point if we put the work. Yeah. You have to put the work and the ethic to you. Yeah. No, completely agree. And that's that's something I learned early on with listing appointments, like making sure your car is always clean. So, if, you know, you got to run through the car wash on the way to the appointment, like make sure. Absolutely. 100%. It, it's presentation. How do you present yourself? You don't yeah. have to have designer clothes at all, but you, you know, your hands have to be clean, nails, manicure. Yeah. You have to look put together because at yeah. the end of the day, you're going to represent them. You're exactly. going to represent their house. You're going to meet yeah. with buyers and agents and you're going to be the face representing them. So they want to make sure somebody who looks professional yeah. and it's a professional real estate agent. Yeah. And they are totally watching you outside their home. So oh, you know, they the moment you get out of your car. They watch your social media. They, yeah. I mean, they do a lot of things. Uh, you know, it's funny uh, talking about the social media and luxury market. I just got a listing recently, uh, 1.8 and the reason I got this listing was because they they watched one of my videos from another luxury listing on uh, YouTube. Really? Yeah. They say, uh, they call me and they say, you know, my kids were asking if our house is going to be on YouTube because <laughs> they were watching your videos. Uh, if you know how David uh, talk about doing the commercials or yeah. the advertising on YouTube, not a lot of people is doing it. I don't know if they don't know how to do it or it's, you know, uh, we two videos from our listings to advertise. And the main reason is, yes, number one, we want to advertise the listing and the features of the home. But number two, these people, we can target them in yeah. the same area where they can see the listing, they can see the beautiful videos. And I got the call and I got the listing. So that's that was awesome. very interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think we've been focused on a lot lately, just as kind of a, a community and ecosystem is like, you know, in a, in a busy market, right. When you know, the home's going to sell, a lot of agents have kind of taken their foot off the gas on marketing. So one thing that you just said is that I, that I pulled was like, you're still doing videos, you're still running ads, you're still going for the, for the most, the maximum amount of exposure for the properties that you're listing. Um, I guess if you, what are some, some key things that you all do that you feel differentiate, differentiate you, you know, when, when you're putting your listings on the market? Well, uh, we try to provide the best service because like you say, you know, the way the market is, you think you're just going to put the sign outside and it's going to sell. Well, probably it is. 
But at the same time, what are you doing to prove your clients that you actually provide them white glove services? Yeah. We, you know, we go into details. If I see the house needs some cleaning, I send a cleaning crew to clean the house. We send the professional photography company. We get a video yeah. for, we still do a lot of adv- advertising, target advertising on social media. Uh, and also, you know, Google ads, it's basically, we do a lot of, uh, online advertising we still we start doing uh some of the luxury magazines just because they look pretty but not because they're going to sell the house again it's just a way to advertise the house but at the same time advertise ourselves as a another you know luxury agent yeah which no. it's you you have to utilize what you have to me it's an incredible way not just to advertise the house and your clients get super happy with every video we're posting out there for you know our listings are getting between 40,000 to 100,000 views on Google ads. And we try to advertise to the markets. We know either we can bring the buyers from yeah. or the markets locally where we can get more listings. Yeah. Uh, we off, you know, we got the brochures, we got 3D tours, we got a staging person that comes and provide time with them uh, to kind of like help remodel the house if, yeah. if needed. So there, there is a lot more, no cheers coming to put this during, you know, outside. Yeah. No, um, that's awesome. And I think marketing listings, you know, at a high level today is not only bringing you more buyers and more sellers, but it's also a brand play, you know, so as, as markets change and as things shift and and different things happen, you know, if you've been doing the same thing day in and day out, you have this great process streamlined, you're confident about it, you know, that it has results and, you know, it'll, it'll serve you very well in the future. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Um, what, if you weren't a real estate agent, what do you think you'd be doing? Ooh, I don't know. Housewife. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. You know what I really wanted to do, uh, growing up was actually be a, like a newscast person, okay. be on television. Uh, I would probably be doing some kind of like videos on YouTube or TikTok. Who knows? I, I, I still do videos. But That's it. You're already, you're already doing that. Yeah, but see, it, it's funny. I used I, I did a lot of TV commercials uh, back in the days where I was advertising a lot of different products. So now I do the same thing. The only difference is I'm advertising my own brand, yeah. which I love. Uh, but that was one of my things. I wanted to be like a new newscast, which yeah, that, that that was the dream. Yeah. Well, I would just say you know just keep keep doing what you're doing, and you're kind of you're kind of doing that already. I know, but I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I, I was I, I did start doing the um, real estate segment back in 2020, whenever COVID hit. Yeah, we were doing kind of like a little newscast, you know, in regards to housing and what was happening, and it was fun. But now it's like we got so busy, we kind of like have to stop that and just keep moving. Yeah, yeah. one day, one day yeah. when I retire. <laughs> Who knows when that'll happen, though? You know, right. Right. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to hit you with one other question. It normally stumps people. So I'll give you as much time as you need. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. If it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Oh, I know. For fact. We, we always talk about it <laughs> with my family. That, that's weird. You know, my husband and my kids always talk about what would be your first meal if you were about to die in jail. Some weird <laughs> stuff. Uh, I always tell them for me, it will be a Salvadorian sampler. I'm from El okay. Salvador, so we have what's called pupusas, which is oh, like yeah, mixed, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, fried plantain, fried yuca, tamale. That give me some black beans, and I'd be happy with that. 
Um, you're making me hungry. It's like almost <laughs> lunchtime. All of I those. Things. Say, I start thinking about food myself. Yeah. Do you prefer like the plantains where they're still kind of like plantainy and they're just kind of like half a half a plantain kind of fried, or do you like the like tostones like? I don't fried. like the tostones as much because they're kind of like hard. I like the ones that are still soft, a little soft, yeah, you caramelized with black beans and kind of it's called crema. South, but it's no crema. It's, it's something different. It's called crema yeah. and black beans, and you mix them. Oh my god, I am. You're good. making me hungry. I was gonna, I was gonna say, if you know any good Salvadorian place in Houston, because there is a lot of Salvadorian people there, you need to go. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be on the lookout. I don't know any off the top of my head, but I'll find one. I'll try it out. And then you'll have to come down and we can, oh, we can absolutely. do it together. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lily. If someone doesn't already follow you online, where's the best place for them to, to reach out or to follow you? Uh, anywhere, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Um, I'm at, at Lily More Realty. And, you know, I will say 99% of the time I do reply to messages Maybe not the same day, yeah. but I do. Uh, I try to stay connected with people because I do remember one time, many, many, many years ago, I reached out to a top agent asking a question. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about this, what do you think? And I never heard back from her, uh, which was sad, you know, it, yeah. but, but I completely understand people is busy. You know, I'm knowing the radar to give me time, but I like to give at least a few minutes to people if they do have questions. Yeah. Of course. Well, thank you so much for taking some time today to chat and share your story. Um, always good to connect. And I'm excited. I'll, I'll be back up in your area this uh, later this year for Summit. So I hope to, to connect with you in person. I can there. take you to a great Salvadorian place here when you come. Oh, okay. We're going to chat offline about that. Um, All right. I am definitely in for that because everything that you just named is high on my list of foods that I enjoy. So I am do definitely down for that. But Lily, thank you so much. And thank I can't you. wait to see you soon. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.